0: What's something that's common knowledge in your workplace that will be mind-blowing to the rest of us? Disclaimer, this thread was made 11 years ago. Please use discretion if you decide to follow any advice given in these responses. There's a good chance that it's incredibly outdated by now. With that being said, let's move on to the video. For example, I'm not in law enforcement, but I learned that special units such as SWAT are just normal cops during the day, giving out speeding tickets and breaking up parties, Contrary to my imagination where they sat around waiting for a bank robbery to happen. The fajitas at Chili's aren't actually sizzling. They have a sauce called, quote, sizzle sauce that you spray over the hot food so it gives the illusion that it is sizzling. When you have an IV placed, there isn't actually a needle left in your arm. The needle is taken out and a tiny, flexible plastic tube is left in. So many people think that they are walking around with a needle in their arm and are afraid to move it around. Chemistry grad student, safety regulations happen when EPA inspectors come by, not anytime else. Casino dealers are not out to take your money. We live off tips. We want you to win. Strawberries are picked by hand. It sucks. Two-thirds of Staples' annual profits occur during the two-to-four-week period of back-to-school shopping. Technical writer. Lots of people work really hard to write all those electronics manuals that you don't read. Also, manuals are considered legal documents. If a client injures themselves following a set of bad instructions, the company can be held accountable. If you're going to the dentist to get work done, fillings, crowns, etc., and you use cocaine, tell your dentist. Cocaine use, within the 24 hours or even more, plus dental work, equals medical emergencies and often death. So, moral of the story, don't do coke and then get a filling. Or just don't do coke in general? I feel like telling people not to do hard drugs is pretty good advice. If you knew just how much money was dumped down the drain in emergency medical services for non-emergent calls and straight up BS, your head would explode. I work in a roll system, and I've seen people burn more money in a year than they would ever make in their entire lives on EMS that they aren't paying for. This is for routine or made-up stuff. I just remembered this from my days as a car salesman, and I have never been happier from being fired from a job than the day my sales manager said, You're a good guy, but this isn't going to work out. To see how much that used car really is, look for a sticker, hours were red, on the windshield and look for a number. Example, 191 499 The first and the last two numbers are the model year. The numbers in the middle is the price that the dealership sets. Anything above that is going to be commission for the salesman. Haggle accordingly. If you make a lane change on the highway and cut close in front of my big rig, you aren't making me mad. You are scaring the crap out of me. Because if you blow a tire or if anything else causes you to sharply lose speed at that moment, I will roll over you like a 40-ton avalanche and they will have to wash you and your children out of the wreckage with a hose. I work as a barista during the school year. One thing that a lot of our customers don't seem to know is that the dark roast coffee actually has the lowest amount of caffeine on the roast spectrum. So many night shift workers will come in right before we close and ask for the darkest roast we have because they need to stay up all night. We always correct them and assure them that our lightest roast has the most caffeine. I think people assume that dark roast has more because it has a stronger coffee taste. So they think that a stronger coffee taste equals more beans used to make it equals more caffeine. Not quite. We used 80 grams of beans, no matter the roast, to make around 2.3 liters of coffee. At the shop where I worked, I'm sure this is the same for many other coffee shops as well, dark roast coffee and light roast coffee are made from the same beans. Dark roast coffee, as the name implies, is roasted the longest. The beans get that bitter and burnt taste, but more caffeine is burned off in the process. Since light roast is not processed for as long, more caffeine actually stays in the coffee beans. TLDR, if you need to stay up all night, light roast coffee has the most caffeine. Geneticist here. It is estimated that about 10% of children in genetic studies are quote, non-paternities, meaning 10% of the kids in the studies don't have the same biological father as we are told they have. Edit, wanted to clarify some things. This could happen when children aren't informed a sperm donor was used, the children didn't know they were adopted, or some other mix-up. The 10% comes from genetic disease studies, not just paternity testing. The 10% figure is often quoted in scientific articles, but some studies have been published which suggest the 10% figure is an overestimate. While it is not possible with current technology to revive large organisms that have been cryogenically frozen, it is entirely possible to revive cells that have been cryopreserved. It gets cooler. We can store cells in a deep freeze state, about negative 200 Celsius, and bring them back years later. The cells will thaw, grow, reproduce, and continue on their respective merry ways as if nothing out of the ordinary ever happened. Edit. Woke up to a bunch of replies. So I'll clarify some of the top questions. Number one. Why don't the cells burst? We use a cryoprotectant before we freeze down the cells. This prevents the water in the cells from crystallizing when it freezes. We stick the cells in special vials and put the vials in this temperature-regulating chamber that looks something like a large revolver chamber. This slows the freezing process to an acceptable rate. Once the cells reach negative 80 degrees Celsius, they are taken out of the regulating chamber and transferred to negative 200 degrees Celsius. Number 2. What's preventing you from scaling this up to animals? or humans. Let me preface this answer with a disclaimer, I am not a cryogenicist. Part of my job involves storing cell lines in cryogenic states. That being said, the biggest obstacle to overcome if we were to revive frozen people would be the brain. Cells don't have brains, cells don't even have organs. You may argue from high school biology that they have organelles, but that's not the same thing. Cells are essentially macromolecular machines. You can leave your car sitting in the driveway unattended for a couple years, and it will still run when you come back. Might need a jump or an oil change, but the analogy holds. Number three, what cells are we talking about here? Malignant ones. Various assortments of cancer cell lines. They tend to grow a bit faster than their non-malignant counterparts, and quote, recover from freezing faster. But both malignant and non-malignant cells will recover and grow after freezing. The throttle of go-karts is located just above the motor and can make your cart anywhere from 5 to 10 miles per hour faster. I've worked at multiple retirement homes. The senior citizen residents hook up with each other quite frequently. I work with children. In regards to potty training, kids are more likely to be able to go if their feet are on a flat surface. If you don't have a potty chair for them, give them a step stool or a box or something so their feet don't dangle. Helicopter autorotation is something designed for and tested during helicopter development. The Hello is able to perform various maneuvers, fly forward at x speed, turn left slash right at x speed, y bank angle, etc., without engine power. Helicopter pilots routinely practice these, and not just pray the aircraft comes to the ground softly if power is lost. The reason a lot of military units have massive budgets is because the defense funding system works on a use-it-or-lose-it system. We may not need our full budget one year, but we're a deploying unit that is deploying next year and will need it then. If we don't spend it all by September 1st, the fiscal year starts October 1st, when the new budget comes out, we will have reduced funds. So units frequently spend all the money they are allotted in order to have guaranteed funding for when they need it. If the system didn't punish units for being frugal and made it easy to require funds needed for training and equipment, we could reduce spending quite a bit most of the time. 90% of professional brewing is cleaning things. Beer is simple and a naturally occurring substance. We just make it easier for the yeast to do their job by monitoring temperatures, anticipating problems, and cleaning. It's honestly hard to add to this thread. It's common knowledge where I work. For instance, opening a tank of fermenting beer to quote, see how it's going will probably make you pass out from CO2 inhalation and worst case, kill you. We frequently get drunk college students on tours asking if they can go inside a tank of beer. No, you will die. Also, we don't spend all day drinking beer and looking at samples. Mostly, it's lifting heavy stuff, cleaning, getting dirty, moving heavy stuff, and did I mention cleaning. Content warning, animal death. From working at a kennel, a lot of places only have a few sizes for coffins should you want the kennel to bear your deceased pet for you. If your pet is too big to fit one, he slash she will be made to fit in it. Working at a few vets, I have no idea how common knowledge this is, but I had no idea until I worked there. But if you see an injured animal on the side of the road that isn't yours, you can bring it into most places and they will treat the animal at no cost to you. If the animal dies, it will also be buried at no cost to you. Good Samaritan laws or something like that. If your animal has gotten into illegal drugs, just tell us. We don't care. Our business is treating your animal appropriately as fast as possible. Just freaking tell us. It will save you money in the long run since we don't need to go through so many wild diagnostic measures, and your poor, balls-tripping pet can get its system cleared before anything too bad happens. If your cat is in for treatment and bites one of us, and has not had or is overdue for its rabies vaccine, the animal will be contained after the bite, and if it shows symptoms, it will then be euthanized and put down. This is purely personal, but if your pet is at a certain elderly age, 12 plus, and having major issues, please, please just consider euthanization. The amount of money you'll spend on the insane amount of treatments to keep your pet alive for another few months is not worth it, and the amount of suffering the animal endures from all the treatments is also not worth it. So many animals come in that would really be better off going peacefully into the bright light, but owners just can't let go. It's frustrating to watch. Most private colleges, especially those with high endowments and a considerable amount of prestige, will send a list of each year's applicants to their communications-slash-development office. They'll research the kids and their families and give them a rating based on the potential the kid has to add to the endowment, basically an assessment of family wealth-slash-potential. This is used more to distinguish between the multitude of wealthy kids who apply to such colleges. If you're poor... Most schools will see that as added diversity and will help your chances at acceptance. I worked in a cardboard factory for a while, taking huge rolls of paper and gluing slash baking them into cardboard sheets, boxes, etc. That warm, delicious smell that comes from your clothes takeaway pizza as you drive home? It's mostly not the pizza. It's the sugar, starch, and animal fat in the cardboard and glue. The cardboard factory smelled exactly like takeaway pizza. Former prison guard here, most inmates do not have access to weights more than 2-4 to four times per month and only if they've earned it with good behavior. The going rate for cigarettes on the prison black market is $100 a box. If you are willing to go a few years without any friends and you have about $100 a month of expendable income, depending on your crime, you can go your entire sentence without being in a fight or joining a gang. Nonconsensual penetration happens in prison but it isn't nearly as common as it was 30 years ago. Inmates have an anonymous hotline they can call if they want to report, and now there are cameras almost everywhere except for cells. That's where most penetration happens, and there's not a lot prison guards can do to stop it. 95% of what you see in prison TV shows or movies is creative thinking. Your first day in prison, I do not recommend picking a fight with the biggest, toughest-looking guy in prison, or fighting with the first person who's a jerk to you. It won't make you look tough. More likely, you'll just go to SEG for a few weeks before getting kicked out into a new unit where you'll have to do it all over again. Instead, find out who is in charge of your race. If you're white, it'll probably be Aryan Brotherhood or Peckerwood. Then either join up or ask how much it costs to be protected. This is called paying rent. You won't make any friends paying rent, so plan on reading a lot. If you don't have the money or the desire to be extorted, you can join the gang. I wouldn't recommend this unless you're going to be down for a long time. You'll start out on the bottom of the prison gang hierarchy. After an initial training period of working out, you'll be asked to do hits on enemies of the gang. The shot callers will tell you who and when you'll be attacking, and you'll be expected to follow through. The problem with this is that you'll likely be given additional time on your sentence, so if your goal is to get out of prison, this isn't the recommended route. Plus, you'll be required to get gang tattoos, which will make it difficult to live normally after prison and are often accompanied with Hepatitis C, HIV, and Tuberculosis. It depends on the state, but guards in the towers are carrying weapons with live ammunition. Prison guards tend to be rednecks with fairly good aim. If you're going to kick someone's butt, don't do it in the yard. If you are perceived by a tower guard as putting someone in a position of substantial bodily harm or risk of life, you will be killed. Perimeter towers are also armed with live ammunition. If you are going to try to escape, your best bet is tunneling out or stealing a guard uniform or impersonating a staff member, etc. Over the fence will probably get you shot, unless you have friends who have bribed the guard in the tower. If you're in for anything inappropriate, you're going to have a bad time. TLDR, don't go to prison. It sucks.
1: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Wendy's actually
0: cracks and cooks a fresh egg every time you order a breakfast sandwich, and the chili does not come out of a can. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I see you, Wendy. I see you commenting on that Reddit post. You're not fooling anyone, pigtails. Lie to me all you want, but we know that fresh, never-frozen beef is a cover-up. What next? You gonna tell us you raise chickens in the back? You have a garden where all your vegetables come from? Does Wendy herself slaughter the cow? I've got my eye on you, pigtails. This war ain't over. And now it's time for the men of Reddit to leave the room because this might make you cross your legs. When a urinary catheter is placed, a tiny balloon is then filled inside the bladder so the catheter stays in place and doesn't, quote, slip out. If a catheter is pulled out before the balloon is deflated, it shreds the urethra and is a bloody mess. Don't ever pull out your catheter. Ever. Update, another fun fact about catheters. For men, it is best for them to be hard. It makes placing the catheter a lot easier. So if a nurse has ever said thank you while placing a catheter in your semi erect, dingling, you know why. Failing a student is absolute agony for most professors. We will often look for any loophole we can find to let you pass the class, because frankly, having to tell you that you're failing is one of the worst things we will have to do for our job all year. We think about you when we turn in our grades and we torture ourselves about it afterward. Unless your professor is truly, truly a jerkwad, when you fail a class, you have legitimately failed that class. P.S. Grading papers takes a really long time. Coca-Cola employee here, Fun fact, that crisp, sharp smell that Coca-Cola and Diet Coke give off? Strictly phosphoric acid. When I worked at AMC, we don't clean the theaters after every movie. We just sweep the popcorn under the seats, try to pick up all the big trash, and put all the armrests down. Cinemark is much more demanding. Every kernel of popcorn must be eliminated. I worked at an optometrist's office for about two years and sold glasses. We sold more high-end stuff, but had basically everything. What some people don't realize is that if your prescription is really strong, you should shell out the extra money for the better lens material and maybe for that anti-reflective coating. It will make a huge difference in clarity, especially if you drive at night. If you have a really low prescription, screw it, get the cheap lenses, you won't notice. Also, if you wear contacts, freaking give your eyes a break every now and then. If you wear them for the moment you wake up until right before you go to bed, your eyesight will get way worse way faster, you risk serious infection, and you're kind of suffocating your eyes. Even if you have the kind that you can wear for 30 days straight, you sure as heck better have at least one pair of crappy glasses you can wear if you ever tear a lens into your eye or lose slash run out of contacts. Healthcare worker. If we have to phone a patient at home and someone else answers, we are not allowed to identify where we are calling from or why. So, say we need to ring John Q. Citizen and his wife answers, then we can only say, may I speak to John Citizen please? Wife will ask who it is, our name. Wife will ask, where are you from? Or why do you need to speak to John? I can't discuss that with you, could you please put John on the phone, etc, etc. It causes so many issues. We would love to just say I'm calling about his blood test, but we are legally not allowed to do so. I am not being obstructionist or rude, please just suck it up and pass the phone over. When you visit a single page of Amazon.com, or pretty much any large-scale website, no less than 30 computers put the page together. We're talking servers that have sub-millisecond round-trip times between nodes, When they reboot, it takes an hour to refill the cash, so all results from those machines are discarded until 99.9% of the results are instant. At Outback Steakhouse, they will prepare your food however the heck you want. They'll put your sirloin in a blender if you want. Get creative. Edit, I think Outback owes me a gift card or something for all this free advertising I just gave them. I can confirm this. I once ordered a BLT, which isn't on the menu, at Outback Steakhouse, and my waiter asked me what I wanted on it. I was dumbfounded. I'm just a cashier and don't have the power slash authority slash ability to do most of what you want or expect me to do. I'm gonna end this on an extremely long, extremely unnecessary inkjet cartridge rant. I work for a major ink and toner remanufacturer. Guys... Guys, really, just stop goddang printing stupid stuff. You don't need it. You are getting raked over the coals even by me selling remans to you at 40% off. A 5000 ml bottle of our most common ink costs us $120. HP 60s are our most common cartridge. They will only hold 6 ml. 6. We sell them for $10. Also, those cartridges are garbage. For the love of everything you find holy, stop buying HP's junk. They are made to fail to make my job harder. And since they fail on the consumer too, they just make their lives harder. Why keep giving money to a company that is actively malicious towards you? Buying an inkjet printer that is an ink tank style system will save you countless dollars and headaches if it is a Canon or Brother. Lexmark and Epson are made to self-destruct, and are also less cost-effective than Brother or Canon. These new HP 950-951s self-destruct. The 564, 920, 940 didn't, but HP made those all to be miserable to operate when using Remand's. For many integrated printhead carts, or drums in the case of the toners, you pay a premium to replace the printhead each time when you don't need to. HP 21, 27, or 56 carts have a page counter on them of somewhere around 2200 to 2500 pages. I've had older 56's stop working for customers due to the page counter before the printhead wore out. My test machine doesn't check the page counter, so it could give me a perfect print, but the actual printer will check the counter. Also, in those 212756 cartridges, HP changed the composition of the ink to where it pretty much destroys the printhead. These make my job miserable at times, but I have worked it out to have about an 80% success rate on them now. Lexmark, Epson, and HP, and Kodak, but I’ll <laughs> have self-destructing cartridges. Epson for a while had self-destructing printers. Lexmark also installs a process called Lex BCE that makes your print spooler dependent on it good luck. Lexmark are the highest cost to operate printers by far, the least reliable slash lowest quality, and the most scummy company out of the bunch. Brother are generally the least expensive and have the least issues because they keep things simple. An inexpensive to operate brother will suit most any home consumer's needs. I am not being paid by brother. (laughs) I just like that they are the least crappy to the consumer. Honestly, the only time I recommend something other than Brother is when my customer wants to print photos. Then, I recommend a Canon ink tank style system. The current generation are the PGI-225 slash CLI-226, and they are good little cartridges, and I have sold hundreds, and can count the chip failures on one hand with fingers to spare, and even those shocked me. Now please, Canon, don't make me look like a fool. If you can find an old HP printer that took the 45 or 78 cartridges at Goodwill or wherever for cheap, it's probably worth the investment to grab it. Yes, the 60s are quote, cheaper, but the 45s OEM are about 35 for 42 milliliters of ink, where the 60s are about 15 for 6 milliliters. You're getting conned hard on quote, cheap ink. I'm looking at you too, Kodak. Lexmark and HP send out firmware updates without your knowledge that disable your ability to use aftermarket products that are entirely legal to use. Remans are. Counterfeits are not. I'm sure it mentions it in that EULA you didn't read. My job is far, far more complicated than just shoot some ink into it, no matter what those stupid advertisements from HP claimed. Everything gets electronically tested, cleaned thoroughly, tested again, filed under vacuum, and tested AGAIN. Quote, just shooting ink into it works about 1% of the time if the cartridge just ran out of ink. When I tell you I need your empties back to keep up my stock, I mean it. I'm not trying to screw you out of your little Office Max rewards. I need your empties back to do my freaking job. Finally, one of my good friends works at a big box office supply store. Stop grousing to these people about the cost of ink. There was almost no markup on it whatsoever at the retail level. If you're paying $40 for a stinking 12ml Lexmark 16 at Staples, Staples probably spent $39 on it. Some of this, while mundane to me now, elicits a response from my customers, so hopefully it fits into the discussion. TLDR, I know way too freaking much about inkjet cartridges.